Empowering the Fathers of This World. Today is Father's Day, a day in which we honor and offer gratitude for our fathers in whatever form or fashion they come into our lives. Biological fathers, stepfathers, adoptive and foster fathers, grandfathers, spiritual fathers, and all the uncles, brothers, sisters, mothers, and friends who, whether they know it or not, have helped to fill the role of father in our lives. We are shaped by their presence and by their absence, by how they choose to act and when they abstain, what they say and when they remain silent. Let us remember today and always the impact that these people have on us as individuals and as a community. And let us also remember that this relationship is not one-sided, that we as a community are called to support and empower the fathers of this world, no matter how they came into their roles and regardless of their relative successes or failures. Let us raise up their triumphs. Let us have the grace to forgive them all the, their all-too-human failures. Let us love our fathers and each other. Come, let us worship together. Today's reading this morning comes from John O'Donohue's book, To Bless the Space Between Us. The longer we live, it's entitled, sorry, it's entitled for a father. The longer we live, the more your presence we find laid down weave upon weave within our lives. The quiet constancy of your gentleness drew no attention to itself, yet filled our home with a climate of kindness where each mind felt free to seek its own direction. As the fields of distance opened inside childhood, your presence was a sheltering tree where our fledgling hearts could rest. The earth seemed to trust your hands as they tilled the soil, put in the seed, gathered together the lonely stones, something in you loved to inquire in the neighborhood of air, searching its transparent rooms for the fallen glances of God. The warmth and wonder of your prayer opened our eyes to glimpse the subtle ones who are eternally there. Whenever silently, in off moments, the beauty of the whole thing overcame you, you would gaze quietly out upon us, the look from your eyes like a kiss alighting on our skin. There are many things we could have said, but words never wanted to name them, and perhaps a world that is quietly sensed across the air in another's heart becomes the inner companion to one's own unknown. So I entitled this sermon today, Lessons from My Dad. <clears throat> there have been many iterations of it. My issue was taking all that I felt and wanted to say about him to distill it down to the message I really wanted to share with you today. How did you know, distill down all of what I felt and all that I was grateful for about my dad? how to sketch a picture of him accurately enough so that you would understand the complexities that I'm trying to communicate. To say my relationship with my father was tumultuous would have been an understatement. While I realize for many of you today is a simple day to celebrate your dad or the person who fathers your children, take him out to dinner or take them fishing, give him a gift and or a card just to celebrate that role of being a father. 
But for many folk, it is a more complicated day due to many reasons. Perhaps you recently lost your father and are still grieving. My dad has been gone now for 16 years and I still miss him. He came from a tiny dot of a coal mining town. <clears throat> Sorry, I really thought I'd work this all out. <laughs> anyway, he came from a tiny dot of a coal mining town in the southwest corner of Taswell, Virginia. They have a particular twang to their speech there. I would know it anywhere. No one said my name the way that my father did, even people from that area, and no one ever will. It makes me very sad to know that I'll never hear that particular iteration of my voice, of my name again. For many people, though, your relationship with your father may have been complicated and confusing. That would be where I sit. I have many fond memories, days at the beach, him teaching me to ride a bike even after I hit the neighbor's car twice, just to make sure the ding was deep enough gardening together, washing cars, and occasionally working on them too. You see, I was the last of four girls and my dad really wanted a boy. So to spend time with him, I learned what all the tools were so I could be his, you know, gopher. And then I actually learned how to change oil in the car too. My nickname as a young kid was George. So I'm pretty sure had I been born a boy, that would have been my name. I have many memories, though, that are not so fond. You see, Warren G., that was his name, born in 1929 and named after what was one of the worst presidents in the United States, till now. <clears throat> but I digress. Anyway, he suffered from addictive pattern behavior in the form of compulsive gambling. The fallout of this took many forms not the least of which was his scary temper. A good day at the track, and it would be a lovely evening at home, and maybe even some extra cash in my pocket. But, it was not, but if it was not a good day, we would try to fight, we'd try very hard to stay out of his way. His behavior was unpredictable, and the slightest thing could send him into what seemed to be an uncontrollable rage. It was frightening, to say the least, and in the end, it engendered distrust. It also unfortunately negated any hope of having a trusting, close, and truly loving relationship with him. And that left a hole in my life growing up and into adulthood, as you can well imagine. But like I said in the beginning, it was confusing and complicated because this is the same person, after all, who taught me to be loyal to family, to stand up for them when necessary, and to offer a helping hand when needed. This was by example of his own behavior, mind you. We didn't have a lot of warm and fuzzy conversations. My father, as I've said many times before, was more like Archie Bunker than Ward Cleaver. There were no hugs, nor do I recall him ever saying I love you, but I knew. It would have been nice to hear it or to get a big old bear hug just because. As a result, I hugged my kids all the time, and still do, even when my youngest told me I needed to stop doing that in front of his friends. <laughs> the words, I love you, flowed freely on a daily basis in my household as well. 
Even if we were at odds with each other, our parting, our parting words would always be, I love you. I never, ever wanted them to doubt that. There are lessons that you learn in life by following the example of those who came behind you, came before you. <clears throat> I can't see my paper. <laughs> and then there are those you learn from what was missing or seeing the damage inflicted by the darker side of the human soul. I had a few takeaways from what I saw in my father. Even though we were all aware that he had a problem, he never admitted it. And you, if you broached the subject, anger and rage would ensue, so, of course, we never did. I could see him, though, I could see in him, though, that he wanted that connection to us. But he didn't know how to get there. I ached for the pain that I saw in his eyes. My own desire to be and stay self-aware has its genesis there. Being open and honest about my own shortcomings with loved ones is important. How else can you hope to grow or to improve? As a very young girl, I remember holding my daddy's hand and looking up with him as such awe. I thought he was the most handsomest man ever. He was the bee's knees. But as I grew and I experienced more of his darkness, I realized that he wasn't Superman after all. I came to an understanding that he was a mere mortal, a human being like the rest of us with the same inherent faults and frailties. There were many years that I was filled with rage, resentment, and anger of my own over having been so shortchanged in the fathering department. I vowed to never be like him. I look back now at those thoughts and think, wow, how arrogant of me. After all, I'm only human as well. I didn't make the same mistakes that he did, but I sure made a bunch of my own. Thank goodness my children are kind, loving, and forgiving people. And that brings me to what I think are the most important and best overriding lessons I learned from experiences with a dad like mine. And they distill down to forgiveness and acceptance. I think perhaps that is why we were put in each other's lives. There is no such thing as a perfect parent and thereby, thereby extension a perfect dad, although I'm pretty sure that some people in this room come very, very close. It was only through understanding and accepting his humanness that I began to heal. By forgiving his shortcomings that I felt worthy of being forgiven for my own. So happy Father's Day, Dad. <laughs> I love you. So in closing, may we be grateful for the nurturing we have received in our lives from sources both hidden and obvious. May we heal from the losses that may be highlighted by Father's Day. May we nurture each other in the generations to come and may we honor all of those who have fathered us in the best way they knew how. Amen, and blessed be.